What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 45 of the Bass Life Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with American bass jumper Tristan Henley and talk about some uh, life things and how he got into the sport. And uh, don't let this guy confuse you or fool you. Uh, where he's he looks young, he has way more sky experience than you would imagine. And uh, we dig pretty deep into that. So without further ado, I present to you Tristan Henley. Enjoy. Three, two, one, see ya. You're listening to the Peace Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Brian. All right. I think I think we got the I think it's dialed in. Yeah, man. I'm ready to send it. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Tristan Cheers, Henley, man. Thanks Welcome. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're someone that I've I've found you intriguing since the I I probably met you you came out with Johnny Flores, I think. Um, here, like Waterbrennan? Yeah. No, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny actually died before oh, I started bass jumping. Okay, okay. So Sorry. my first season here was with uh, like Zach Tessier, like shortly after his accident. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't, I haven't seen Zach since his accident, but yeah, I haven't um, seen him since like the three days that I was with him. We had a really massive falling out. That's one way to start a podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, I've, but uh, like we, we've been friends in the valley like i've seen you here for several seasons now yeah, this is my fourth fourth season now yeah and so it's just uh you you have an intriguing story and like you hit me up uh what just like a day and a half or two days ago yeah just and randomly like hey man i'm yo, here let's do some fun gonna stuff be there. let's hang out and i was like oh sweet you know but like because i'm not jumping right now you know because i my my ankle's still oh you're still fucked yeah 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 i won't jump until next season damn you know, like 2020 I'll, I'll be back in the meantime i'm trying to like you know, work on other things and, yeah, and get this shit back on the rails. Nice. So, but, uh, yeah. So I was like, you want to, want to do a chat? Yeah, and man. It's going to be sweet. Super stoked. That it, like, cause I always feel weird asking people. So, you know, it's like, uh, you, you replied positively very quickly and I was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I really enjoy podcasts, man. They're fucking sweet. Like it's probably one of the newer forms of entertainment that's probably going to take over. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like you're in control of what you listen to. You yeah. know, like I have them set up for when I get in the car in the morning, hit, you know, hit play, and then I'm not bothered with like uh, media that is has an agenda and is like forcing stuff on. Yeah, me. it's not fucking ads and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't even do ads on this thing because like I don't like I don't want to expose people to that yet. Yeah, and no one, no one's paying. You know, I don't feel like. Yeah, like we'll we'll wait for advertisements, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also don't want to like be like a mouthpiece for like one brand or another. So there's yeah, that's true. There's definitely yeah. a lot of uh, brand warring. Trying trying to stay. Moment. Yeah, I just want to be neutral, you know, and just uh, just share like the nice things and uh, the try and find like, the nice things that I uh, experience in base and you know, and the people I meet and hear and some of the stories I hear, you know, so. And that's kind of like the best part, man. Like besides the jumping, like the people and hanging out is like really, it's not like what I come here. I come here for the jumping. But like secondly, the people are definitely like. Let's be honest. We all do it for the jumping, you yeah. know, initially. But, but we, then we also find those other things that we really like. And for me, those things uh, help make the not jumping right now like still you know awesome yeah i mean yeah. like if i was if i was here i'd be like 
I'd be itch- I'd be itching to jump. No, like no questions asked. Mm-hmm. But seeing all your friends and just hanging out, it's like that's eighty ninety percent of it. Yeah, you know, like like the jumps that like like the icing on the cake. You know, which eh, I can't do that right now, but I can still hang with my friends. I can still be at the Horner. It's still, uh, you know, it still has out. to be involved and in hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but the the uh, the best part for me is I don't have to be guilt pressured in the morning when yeah. it's like, ah, oh, first load, we're gonna be on the seven whatever up to, you know, nose or blah blah blah. Yeah. It's like, nope, I'm gonna like sleep, yeah, I'm gonna in, sleep in, maybe have some coffee, <laughs> drink a. Beard, uh, level out. Yeah, dude, like, I've never <laughs> been on the the early crew, especially in Lauderdale. Like big jumps, yeah, I'll get up early. And right. Hike, I'm not gonna get up early when I could do 12 jumps if I want to. Right. But and you're on vacation. You you deserve yeah. to relax a little. Exactly. You know, working your ass off all the time. Like want to travel. Yeah. Like, this is this is my two months out of the 12 that I get to just do whatever the fuck I want. So nice. Two months. What? So what are you doing for the next two months? <laughs> or or. Has the two months just started, or is this it just, just part like of I your... I got in yesterday. Not, okay, so you started your, your vacation. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, just pretty open-ended. Um, I have a buddy showing up with the car, so once he shows up, he gets warmed up. Um, we'll just go send. Not really any plans. Just going to feel it out, have some fun, man. Keep an eye on the weather. Yeah. See where it's... Uh, um, what, do, what do you got in mind? Like, headed down to Brento, or...? Um, yeah, maybe Brento area. Um, I'm not, like, too keen on, like, Brento itself. I like the area. Like, uh, Altissimo is fun. Mm-hmm. Paganel is fun. Um, but, yeah, just just traveling around. Maybe go to the Dolomites. Um, go back to, like, Death Star and the other big crack there. I, I actually don't even know Death Star. I want to, where, where's it at? Uh, it's in Corvara, I believe. Okay. That's Dolomite area? Like, I th- Italy? I th- it's definitely in Italy. I don't know if it's in the Dolomites or, okay. like, the Alpininis. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's the Dolomites. Um, Another giant, beautiful mountain range in Europe. Yeah, dude, <laughs> the mountains are insane. It's yeah. just like they just towers that come out of nowhere. Yeah, it's nothing like I've ever seen before. Yeah, that's how, that's how I felt about the Dolos, and like I I did them last year with uh, um, Christian Benedini and like the Brento Bay School guys put on like a uh, like the heli. Yeah, the heli sick. loads. Like I just got lucky. It was so funny. Um, because I told him at the end of last season, I was like, look, like I probably won't do that many events next year, but I want to do this. So you let me know when when you got the dates, let me know. And then, like, you know, obviously I think I broke my leg and whatnot, and I wasn't sure, like, when I'd be good or, like, if and, – and so – Christian held a slot for me until like, and then I was finally like, bro, like I'm not going to be healthy this yeah. season. Just like, go ahead and give it to somebody before, before you have a hard time filling yeah, it, yeah. you know? But yeah, Dolos are something else. They're incredible, man. Like they're not, I mean, depending on where you go, um, they're not, I mean, they're definitely different than the Swiss mountains. Um, more spirey or like more like, yeah, that's like, like, it's more like the, you do it for the beauty and not so much like the terrain flying. Granted, there is really good terrain mm-hmm. flying there, but like, I feel like you can't go wrong with but it's, Swiss for it's true mountain skydiving. Yeah. I mean, because those those spires are so sheer, and you're just like boop, and you're off, and you know, perfect. Yeah. And I guess you can hike for like four hours or something like that. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I've I've only done dolos with a helicopter, so uh, lucky man, lucky man, <laughs> right? Privileged piece of shit. <laughs> but yeah, last yeah. year I did like a lot of hiking in the Dolomites. It's fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, some of, some of the best parts of the base jump are the hiking and and like the the funny conversations you have along the way. I mean, 
Yes and no. I'm like out of shape terribly, so like I'm always the guy in the back, just huffing. Everyone's like waiting for me, and like once once I get there, everyone leaves. I'm like, guys, I just just five more minutes. It's all I need. <laughs> this okay? Yeah, because uh, so obviously this is an audio podcast, but I'm like rolling my eyes over here, like out of shape. Like I've <laughs> I've got like ten years on you, and uh, trust me, just just. Eat right, get good sleep, and hang on to it. Whatever you have right now, like, because it doesn't get any better over time. Oh, I know, dude. Yeah. I mean, what's <laughs> still like, amazing oh, out me, of shape though, now is like, that Scotty Bob, with all his antics, is still right? usually the fastest one in the group. Yeah, he's he's an outlier for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's special in every sense of the term. Yeah, shout out to Scotty Bob. Yeah, Scotty Bob, <laughs> what a legend, man. But uh, yeah, that's funny. So actually, how old are you? I if you don't am mind me just 22. blowing it out. Twenty fucking two, and so this is one of the things that that I've found really intriguing is because you grew up on a drop zone, right? No, no, actually, like I I saw my dad do a tandem when I was probably like eight or ten. Mm-hmm. And then I always had it in my mind that I'd want to go skydiving. It looked super cool, and I just happened to meet Johnny Flores kind of like through my parents. Okay, um, my mom and his wife were actually really good friends and teaching yoga together at the time. And then, like, we would hang out on the boat all the time, and then he came out one time. She's like, hey, look at my new boyfriend. Like, check him out. What do you guys think? And then I just seen my Handsome first... Handsome son of a gun. Yeah, I just seen my first wingsuit bass video, like, two weeks prior. And I was, like, so stoked on it. And then I met him, and I was just, like, fanboying so hard. I was like, you you do the... Like, you jump off stuff. Like, I got... You do that thing? Yeah, I have to do that. That bat suit thing? So, yeah. <laughs> Total wolf out. Um, so I just, like, was just kind of, like, pestering him the whole day and just, like, damn, this guy's so cool. I need to, like, hang out with him. And then, like, by the end of the day, he's, like, saw that I was super interested. And he's, like, hey, man, like, if you're really interested in this, I will teach you to pack parachutes. I'll take you to the drop zone every weekend. And you could make money for AFF, do tunnel time beforehand, get solid. And then pretty much just followed that, that same plan. And then here I am, man, seven years later. That's wild. See, so that's the piece I was missing because for some reason I thought you grew up on a drop zone, but you just happened to meet like a Red Bull athlete, like at like right at that. Yeah, you know, so that I met time Johnny when I was twelve, and I'm I was at the drop zone go. when I was thirteen. Yeah, that's, so more that's or so less cool. like yeah. I've spent a lot of my lifetime at the drop zone. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, and and so there's there's something that comes with. So we have our the age that we are on this earth, right? Yeah. And then we have like our skydiving age, or like I I talk about like yeah, like he's like fifty something, but he's like six in base years, or like he's like in base because some things don't change, you know, like uh, regardless of how old you are in a sport, though, like the where you are as far as the maturity and the experience yeah, of, and the yeah. things you've seen in the sport. Like that doesn't quite change, and you came in really young, and and so like I'm impressed you're still doing it. I figured we'd have gotten bored with it by now. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's each year's just gotten better. Like I've definitely gotten more into like the swooping, free flying kind of thing. Um, just to kind of supplement my time, not base jumping, but yeah, man, it's been fucking sweet. Like I have no complaints. Just having fun. Yeah, and there there are so many like sub disciplines uh within the sky sports. Like, do you what what do you uh, find yourself getting attracted to? Like, if you're not working on like you know wingsuiting or something, you know, for, that's directly base related. Um, so I've been, I guess I I I work as like a videographer and a, a tandem instructor and AFF. So 
a lot of times I'm doing video and I'm flying my swooping. I've been super, super into swooping. Like, it's definitely my second love after base jumping. And then, like, free flying, like, doing a lot of angles and, like, trying to get static on my head. And then going to the tunnel a bunch to try to maybe learn to curve my wingsuit head down. So it's kind of everything is slowly going back to the whole wingsuit thing. But I'm really, really enjoying, like, this ride that I'm on right now with the free flying. Right? That's that's so cool to hear. Like, And I, I think free flying translates to wingsuiting because... The free flyers have the best awareness of their body, yeah, like yeah, uh, sure. in, in the in in falling, you know, in the sky sports. So like, I, I think if you have th- like that high of a level of unawareness, then it's going to translate to when you know you're you're wearing the the weird straight jacket where yeah, your arms sure. and your legs are attached. Like angles are like no doubt the best training you can do for wingsuiting. It's almost in identical body inputs. You just have a lot less fabric, but the speed is really high, so it's also very sensitive. So it's just like angle jumping into just 35-second wingsuit jumps. <laughs> right? And it's it's so fun, man. It's that's, that's funny. I've never thought about it like that, but you're so true. But it, but it's like it's fun because like a, you take a say you get a 15,000-foot skydive, you go angle flying, and you're right. It's like 35 seconds, like because you're just flying mock whatever straight yeah, at the ground you're like 180 200 yeah but wingsuiting it's like oh you get to maximize your skydive you know if you're if you're flying more glide than you know like angle like you can you can make that like a three four minute skydive possibly yeah you know? for sure and it's yeah so it's it's funny that but those those two things that you would think at face value are so different actually do translate they're and, very uh, relate. very synonymous yeah. Is there anything like uh that you've taken from angle flying that you apply directly toward toward wingsuiting? Um I mean, I don't really know if there's anything off the top of my head, but just overall body awareness and just being able to slow down and think about what you're doing in your flight. Cuz like when you have 35 seconds, you're like you need to be on it and if you're not, then you're off the jump. But yeah. whereas a wingsuit jump, like you typically have a little bit more range as well. You can recover or get yeah, back and you in, could, like, get back to your slot. Things are going yeah. three times less fast, mm-hmm. um, like in terms of altitude. Um, so you're like, okay, I need to like get my hips up, or like I need to like get my shoulders pinched a little bit more. Um, so it's just kind of you just have a little bit more time to think. It's kind of like going back to skydiving once you like do a big base trip. Like whenever I get back from a big base trip, I'll like do AFF for the first time, and I'm like teaching and in the free fall, I'm like, hmm, like I could really like I, what am I having for lunch? <laughs> like I just have so much time and like right? it's so low stress compared to what I've been doing for the past say two months, and it's just like a nice kind of refresher. It's like oh yeah, this is this is nice. It's like thinking I could kind of like meditate a little bit. Oh, that's I'm not cool. Super on edge right now. Yeah. So I so did you, did you uh, did you learn through AFF as well? So yeah, Johnny actually taught me AFF. He was okay. like my mentor all the way through up until like base jumping. Like he the trip he went in on, we were supposed to go to the prime like the day he got back. Um, and then, yeah, he went in and then I took some time to kind of evaluate my fucking life decisions and then, um, decided to go through with base jumping. And then I chose Miles Dasher as my FJC instructor because he actually taught Johnny to base jump. So I figured it was only fitting to have the guy teach me that taught my mentor. Right. I mean, when, if, if Johnny's gone, then it's like, well, it's almost like an inheritance. Yeah. Man. And like, <laughs> you know? dude, I, Nothing but good thing to say about Miles. He's so fucking fun. Like, I'm sure people have heard this before, but like, he's the epitome of a can of Red Bull. 
Right. Like that's that's how I describe Miles. Yeah. No. Like what you see on TV is actually that is him. That's him in real life. If anything, it's a little bit toned down for the masses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, nothing but love. This, this is funny. Two podcasts in a row, Miles came up. Like, uh, in yeah. Shout out. Trying to get him on here, maybe. Yeah, man. Point. I'd I'd definitely be stoked to to hear that. He's right. fucking. He's a legend. Yeah. It's just a matter of timing because I, I like to do in person now. Like, I don't really do phone ins because it's. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a lot less personal. And like, yeah. Yeah, and we can hang out and, like, you know. Yeah, you, like, kind of get, like, into mm-hmm. the groove of things. You're like, okay, let's go put something on the air. It's not like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like a fixed time. I have to do whatever. Yeah. It's pretty chill. Yeah, relaxed. this isn't corporate, you know, like, like sponsored bullshit. Like, yeah. This is just. Uh, just two homies. Just, yeah, exactly. You know. But, yeah. That's so cool. Like, uh, like I, I look at that path, you know, um, meeting Johnny Flores at a young age, like being mentored through skydiving. And you, so you did AFF with Johnny. AFF, and I probably was being mentored. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he, mentoring me probably through about five or probably 700 jumps I had, and then he ended up going in. Yeah. So all the way through my wingsuit progression – he was teaching me stuff and mm-hmm. it helped so much, man. Just like right. pretty much free coach drums all the time. Like I'd trade like coaching for pack jobs. So right. whenever he'd come out on the weekend, I was working as a packer and he'd just like, I'd pack for him for free. He'd like let me stay at his house. He'd buy me like Chipotle at the end of the day. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah, it was rad, man. It was like being yeah. like Johnny's like little uh, wingsuit caddy. It's right. like, all right, we're going to put the Jedi two on. Um, I'm going to go debrief <laughs> my jump. Go ahead and do that for me. Yeah. And then, that's cool. Yeah, like I, 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 I'm a little bit jealous. I'm like, ah, man, that's so cool. You know, like, but um, at the same time, you know, like you, you also got exposed through that. Like you met other jumpers. That, oh yeah, like, dude. The, like the, I met like almost the entire yeah. Red Bull Air Force. Like I got my first skydiving helmet from Mike Swanson. That's pretty rad. I think I did a shot with Mike in Bridge Day. Forget. Nice little blur, (laughs) but yeah, no, it's so cool. Like, like, but that's that's the nice thing about like the sky sports is you, like, uh, you you almost inherit a network from the people that bring you into the sport. Yeah, and you just got brought. I mean, like, find me someone that has something. I mean, Johnny Flores is uh just a great human. You know, it's like yeah, man. I have nothing bad to say about him. Like, he fucking transformed my life. Like yeah. for the better, and I'll always thank him. And yeah, yeah we, God, we. I think it was 2014, and I, I actually just told the story with Marco because. Uh, so when Marco, um, the so he's got a question for you toward yeah. the end of this, by the way. Um, the person that he would he would do one more jump with was Johnny Flores. Yeah, my, me as well. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna get that two in a row. Johnny, so Johnny's gonna be winning the <laughs> the vote. We're we're not. It's not a competition, dead people. Uh, but uh, <laughs> sorry, but but it just happens that the two most recent people I'm interviewing also were close to Johnny. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. So, yeah, yeah. And so I, I was telling uh, Marco about the last time I saw him here in the valley. Uh, we were playing some game. Werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was he had like there had to be fifteen, twenty of us yeah. all playing the game, and he was like moderating and doing all the things. And yeah, he's he was a fucking right yeah. man. That game was so and fun. Like they had my credit card on file, and I was just I had like trays and trays of uh, sambuca, oh, fuck. and. Uh, 
the next morning, like I go out to, um, the Steckelberg and John, cause it was a, it was a work trip for him. Oh yeah. And he, he was working on some stuff and, but he was also Johnny, he's going to have fun. Yeah. You he's know? gonna, he's gonna party. Yeah. So, uh, cause I remember asking him, him asking the Horner for a receipt for like his room. And I was like, Oh, this is so professional. Like <laughs> I've never gotten a receipt from this place, you know, but, yeah, you know, they had those, but yeah, yeah, no, it was like a full printout. It was like super nice, like professional. Like I was like, Oh, Johnny's like working right now. <laughs> you know, this, this is what real like pro base jumpers do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, we like, I bump into him down in Steckelberg and he, and he has his hands up in an X and he's like, no Sambuca. <laughs> you know, like, we went over, gave him a hug. Like, I was all, like, I was still fuzzy, you know, from the night before. Head and pounding. And this is the last time I saw him, man. You know, it's, it's, uh, but it's always nice when, like, that's why I'm a hugger. Yeah, like, man. Because you just you never just know. Yeah, you don't in, know. In this game, you just never know. So, like, I always hug everybody. Like, it's the last time I'm going to see him. Hugs and loveys, man. And knock on wood. You yeah, know, it's like, I, I hope it's not the, I hope it's not, but. If it is, then I know we went out on a good note. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. That's some... Such a good dude. Like, it's... Sometimes I think guys like him aren't supposed to be here that long. You know, like... Because like, yeah, they make you, such a big, positive impression. It's like, shine bright, and then poof. You know? Yeah, it's kind of like a shooting star, almost. Exactly. And it's like, if you're it's lucky like so enough amazing to... amazing if you're lucky enough to see it. Yeah, like, and experience it, then, then consider yourself privileged you know and yeah and like dude i'm prime example of the privilege man it's like i don't know where i'd be if i didn't meet yeah. johnny and i don't use privilege in like that negative way like white privilege or some bullshit you know yeah. like i mean it like like you are truly fortunate you know and and that's not why i wanted to talk to you like but that's part of i guess what makes you who you are and so it's that's part of what i want to pull out yeah, that makes sense sure. you know? yeah exactly man i totally get it yeah, but the other thing is that like I'm not used to meeting people, like because you got in so like not and not young in a bad way, but like you had like the right recipe at the right time with the right guys. Yeah, and that just that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I mean it literally fell into my lap. Like, as kind of shitty as it sounds to say, like I didn't really try to start skydiving it was just like i always had the interest in my head so maybe it was just like i say take what you got i mean you had the you had the uh i mean desire. I, I always knew that i was gonna do it yeah and you just happened to capitalize on uh an interaction you yeah. know thanks to yoga yeah you know? right shout out yoga right <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and it just and it it worked and it happened and that's i think it's beautiful yeah man it's it's been a journey for sure right and so, I mean, even seeing it that from that young of an age, and like, so you were right in at basically all the minimums as far as age is concerned. Like, were were you jumping actually before you were a turn? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did my first tandem lodi. I like just turned fifteen. Nice. Um, and then like, so that's common over here in Europe, but I don't hear about that in America very often. That's definitely often. not legal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like in California, if we need to edit that, we will. Yeah. But. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get prosecuted for, nah, I don't care. If statute of limitations, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, what, Excuse is me. Bill going to get in trouble? I'm not going to get in trouble. Um, He's untouchable at this point. Yeah. Like, don't know him personally, but, but some, yeah, actually, someday I look forward to getting fired by him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's That's a skydiver joke. That's yeah. an inside. 
it's not as as, as nice as you think it is. Uh, getting fired? <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man. I definitely cried my first time getting fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been fired a few times. Not not from skydiving, but I've been fired. That's funny. But yeah, so you spend most of your time on the West Coast. Uh, yeah, California, born and raised. Nice. Where, yeah. Where's home? Tracy, California. Tracy, okay. Seventh uh, small town no one knows about. It's about an hour and a half east cl- of San Francisco. San, okay, I was like, what's that close to? Yeah. Like, because California is like its own country as yeah. far as like an Ohio boy like me is concerned. And then yeah. for the skydivers, it's 35 minutes south of Lodi. Okay. And then we have a drop zone there that just opened like after the third time I got fired from Lodi. Like they opened two months before that and I just like packed all my shit up, drove there, and then they're like, yeah, we might actually need a weekday camera person. And I pretty much had a full slot at Skydive California from there until now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I find that if you just wait long enough, Dude, if you at just a hang out, you get a job. Yeah, you're gonna. They're gonna need you on a day when somebody was hungover or yeah. got sick. They're gonna need an extra guy, and if you got the skills, they're like, hop in here. Yeah, like, for sure. Do Do they have any weird like hiring traditions uh, out there? No, no leg slaps. Okay, as you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so Tristan's a, a also a Hawaii alum. Like you've spent some time. Yeah, so you know yeah. what? I, that's where I was going with that. Like, yeah, no leg slaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, just fucking part of the team, man. Yeah, that's cool. How long did you spend out in Hawaii? I was there for two and a half months at Pacific. Okay, nice. And you have plans to go back? Yeah, um, I mean nothing concrete, but yeah. I'd like to go back in around December. Try to beat the California winter again. Yeah. Yeah, I love it's. That's the funny thing about like winter when I was when I was out there. It was like uh, it's like oh my my mainland friends are coming out. Yeah, <laughs> just in time for like the, the not great weather, but like you're still gonna get some jumps. Yeah, you know? but yeah, yeah. It was, but yeah, it's better than the no jumps you're getting back on the mainland. So. Right. Yeah. And it's like warm. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Yeah, never. I mean, by by mainland standards, it never gets cold in yeah. Hawaii. Like, if, if you have to wear like a hoodie and like with your board shorts, then it's like, oh, it must be like below like seventy five. Yeah. Must Dude, be seventy three. So I sh- I showed up there um, from California, and like at the time, like two days before I I left, it was like minus twenty two at altitude. So I had like thermals, like big pants, like fleece lined pants. I was wearing a puffy underneath my stuff. These gnarly gloves. And I get to Hawaii, and everyone like is like thinking about wearing gloves. It's like minus one at altitude. They're like, "Man, it's so cold! Like, it's never been this cold in like months." And I was like, "This is this is tropical, right? I'm, like, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Even even the high altitude jumps, like when when Scott of Hawaii would would do those, I'd I'd be like the safety guy or whatever. Like, uh, I might wear a long sleeve." Because yeah. you're really only at 23, 24 for a few seconds, you know? Yeah, like, and then you get down and you're, like, sweating. I'd rather just be cold for six seconds. Yeah, yeah, because then – cause and you can feel it when you cross back in and it's like, oh, it's warm again down yeah. here. Dude, same, like, yeah. definitely in, like, the California summers, too. Like, in Tracy, where I live, it's, like, sometimes it gets to be 105 degrees on the ground. No kidding. Um, so, like, yeah, you get up to altitude, it's maybe, like, 60. So you're like, oh, finally, I'm yeah. like, I've just stopped sweating. And you get out of the plane and like right around pole time, you're like, damn, it literally feels like I just fell into an oven. Right. Fuck. See, it seems like like I I've never skydived in California. I've I've got uh, an antenna and a cliff, but 
I've never skydived in California, and, but I identify with the California skydiver in general. Like, I feel yeah. like I just, like, uh, maybe just so many, like, California dudes make their way to Hawaii that, like, if we just sort of get each other. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny that, yeah, I've never, never done a skydive there, but I, I kind of feel you guys. It's, it's a pretty similar mentality. Like, definitely the Hawaii mentality is a bit mm-hmm. more lax, but. A little far west coast, you yeah. know, like a little. <laughs> it's just a step above. Or step off of California, I guess. Yeah. Well, even politically, like whatever California does, like Hawaii is like two years behind. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember being like, "Wait, texting is illegal while you drive." Like California was like made a law like back in like I don't know, like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, maybe earlier. Yeah. And then, and but which was like kind of a foreign concept because texting was still not that new at the yeah. time, but. Uh, then, like, two years later, Hawaii does it. It's, like, whatever, like, California does, Hawaii is, like, right behind it. Yeah, and, like, they just yeah. take forever to do anything, man. They live on island time, mm-hmm. so they're just like, yeah, brother, we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some things are just different out there. But, like, uh, even the jumping culture is, is uh, man, it's fun. I don't, I don't know. How do you like it out there? Like. Like, like come from the mainland and then it was great man california like, sorry mainland yeah, that's yeah. It. uh i mean like everyone that i worked with was fucking sweet um like a lot of like a younger crew and then like a little bit of the older crusty guys but you know it's kind of every drop mm-hmm. zone um, every drop zone has a crusty old guys yeah. yeah um but like if anything that i didn't like about it i just got kind of island fever i felt a little yeah. bit trapped um, and like i kind of like since i wasn't living there full time i didn't have any of like the toys that i like to play with i didn't have my dirt bike I was like, I didn't want to like invest in anything and have to ship it back, so I was kind of just like, I'd get off work and just bare bones minimum stuff. You yeah, just like with. go yeah. home and like fucking smoke weed. Like, yeah, it, it's as much as I like going to the beach. Like, it's the same exact thing every single yeah. time. We're, so, are you living up in like Haliva or I was like in, in the? Pukekea. Okay, yeah, I was oh. up on the hill. All right, cool. Yeah, like I, I've been up there, but I've never like stayed up there. It's a great spot, man. Like. Yeah. It's always nice views. it's always five to ten degrees cooler mm-hmm. than down on the bottom, so you don't need air conditioning. Um, you're like there's no tourists up there. Um, the only thing that sucks is having to commute to work, which is like twenty five minutes. Oh, twenty, dude! I was living in uh, uh, Kahala, which is like kind of behind Diamond Head. Oh shit! And so I had to get past the university traffic, and then I had to get past the. Uh, I forget what the other big street was that that we always had to get past, but yeah, it was a on the way home, on the way there, it was like forty five minutes minimum in the morning, yeah, and then coming home, it could be two hours, like to get depending on when when our last load was yeah. and if I stayed and had a few beers with the people or or if I went home if I went home right after work, pff, yeah, rush forget hour. it, like yeah. that that's why I, I just started like hanging out after work quite a bit, you know. Because it was just oh, that traffic. And then, yeah, then on my like way 25 home, minutes, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cute. Like, that's, that's just the morning. <laughs> on the way home, like, there's, like, a bunch of popular beaches on the mm-hmm. way there. And, like, people just pull off the side of the road. And then they just park there. And then the people crossing the street are what's giving the place traffic. So, like, sometimes it'll take an hour to get home just because people are crossing the tra- this, this street constantly. Mm. So you're just like, just make a bridge. There'll be no traffic. Did, did you have to go past, uh, was it Shark's Cove? Yeah. So, okay, yeah, yeah. They're, because they're always, between yeah. that and the grocery store, like, so, yeah, all like, the time. Yeah. My house is like, to get into Pupuke, you have to drive next to Foodland. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, n- now I know exactly where you were. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that I I can see how that would be maddening, but like I I would be like cruising down H two, like bombing down like you know fast by American standards seventy five yeah, miles 70. an hour, yeah, like like just bombing, <laughs> which is like what you drive in a construction zone here yeah. in, in Germany. But uh, we're in Switzerland at the moment, but um, yeah. So, but then I'd hit H one, and depending on when and like what time it was, oh, God, I just sit there for like forever. Yeah, it's Punahou. Punahou was the other exit. I had to get past uh, University and Punahou, and then I was then I was money. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I- anybody that's been to Hawaii that that knows what I'm talking about, you feel my pain. Everyone else, well, I'm sorry. Don't don't drive in Hawaii <laughs> or just hang out on the North Shore. And never or leave. and uh, yeah, just stay up on the North Shore. Don't don't bother with Waikiki, like unless you're a base jumper, and yeah. then you want to be in Waikiki. And even then, stay <laughs> off our buildings, bro. Nah, <laughs> hardly. Yeah, it's like it's just whatever. Their their hotels, rape them. Yeah, like, uh, uh, there's. I didn't say. That. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say we're we're leaving that in, but mm, maybe call local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely don't go in guns blazing. Yeah, and I don't even know who the locals are anymore. Maybe like you don't have to name names, but I mean, are are people still like? Yeah, there's still, definitely still there's doing definitely some crew stuff? for sure. Good, good, good. Like on the Pacific side, there was at least like four four to six of us. And ah, good. I think Scott of Hawaii had about the same as well. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Because when I was there, I, I was one of the only active ones. But when at the time, I mean, we'd have special loads every now and then. Like, you know, some we'd go to town for something. But yeah, um, yeah. and even when I when I worked there, like, especially living in town, like, I didn't want to be like up all night, like, yeah. like playing cat and mouse with like the security guards when I knew I had to get up at six. To be on the road to get there by seven yeah. to do my little stretches so I didn't get hurt, you know, like <laughs> gotta limber working up, that day. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> you know. So it's uh, when when I was in Hawaii and not skydiving professionally, that's when I did the most bandit stuff, and I had the most to lose because because of the nature of my job and other things. It yeah, was like, for sure. Whereas when I was, I knew skydiving Hawaii was they weren't gonna fire me like for getting arrested on a on a building. You know, they, but I, but I didn't do any jumps then, yeah. you know. And what's cool about Hawaii, base jumping isn't illegal. No, it's just trespassing. Just trespassing. Yeah. So like, if you're off the building on the ground, they can't just like, hey, stop. It's pretty <laughs> similar in England, uh, but but depending on where you jump, some of those landing areas are also private property. Yeah. So then you could get caught by like whoever owns that. I think it's you just know. more of a make you feel better thing about going and sneaking around. Right. Yeah, just playing, playing. And it was fun, like, when I had a regular job and, yeah. you know, like, was like, ah. So I'm a little sleepy at the first meeting at yeah. 8 o'clock. Big deal. But if I'm a little sleepy on a tandem, mm, maybe somebody doesn't have as much fun. Yeah. And maybe I have, like, not as good of a landing. You know, you know the, so I cared more, you yeah. know, like, when I was working there. So, yeah. What about you? Are you into the urban stuff? I used to be my my baby days. Uh, like I did sixteen jumps in twin, and like and my my entire experience was sort of a mentor esque yeah. program where I didn't have just one mentor, but I had enough people like looking out for me wherever I went that like I I I didn't learn kind of like a not like like a safety net kind of like. yeah it was like people just looking at like um. When I expressed, I saw a buddy of mine went to Twin. I watched some of his videos and I was like, "Oh, I can, 
I can do that. That's space jumping? Yeah, sure. But I, I talked to the, the DZO, and he had a friend in Twin who looked out for me. Shout out to Jamie Boutwell, um, who I don't think he realized that those were actually my first jumps. So it was a little bit more like supervisory yeah. and not as much like do this, do this, do this. Yeah. But uh, so I did like 16 jumps there. And then I went back to Hawaii. I landed on a Wednesday. That Thursday or Friday did my first building, Pacific Beach Hotel, down in Waikiki. Site naming. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and landed from that. Had the best buzz of my life. Uh, then, like, a day or two later, went over to Kauai and did uh, Kill Halley, like the our little nice... It's probably 280, 290, yeah. slightly positive. Have you, have you been over there? Have you been no, on I the haven't. southern side? Yeah, it's it's that was my first cliff. So I, so I, I had my first three objects in at 18 jumps. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like just got my B in Hawaii, my first one. So nice. that was interesting. Uh, I gave a few guys their Bs in Hawaii. It's a uh, it's a fun place to get it. Yeah, but it's it's kind of a lottery pick because the weather there is is unpredictable. Yeah. So it's like you have to watch like the wind indicators and like I had an apartment like that I lived in and the flag was in such a weird spot that you would not think it was a good indicator. But if that flag was dead, it was a jumping night. Yeah, like as, soon, as I was going in after work, I'd, I'd see it. It was dead. Text messages started flying and it was like, oh, you guys go to that part of the town. We'll stay over here. And then like go at it you yeah. know so we'd have like we would deconflict our our space you know so <laughs> but yeah so that but those were my early days like w- once i started like coming out here man jumping in the daytime and like not having to like worry about yeah, i don't dragging like your shit around, it's not much fun i like, mean i don't get how some people like get the i mean it out. is it's it's like, fun it's fun to get beginning. away with it but like fuck man i'd rather just go jump in the daytime and yeah, my my first time building was in Istanbul in 2014 because uh, I I got into the uh, it was Pro Base World Cup and whatever Istanbul, um, and standing on top of a building in the daytime, allowed to be there, it 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 was so conflicting with yeah. everything <laughs> that I knew, and I'm seeing like cars below and like all these obstacles and I'm like, man, you don't, you don't see that shit. Yeah. Like it, when you're doing bandit, like at night, like most of the stuff you should really be concerned about, you can barely see. Yeah. Like power so, lines are black. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see them like, like, like that's why you scope it out during the daytime yeah. though. You know, it's like you do all your recons and all, all that stuff. But like, yeah. So being on top of a building in the daytime was very unnerving for me back then. Like, cause I was like, I, this is the first time I've, legally jumped off a building like and it was, it was fun got third <laughs> nice. but but yeah it's a good time yeah but now like I, I don't know like I just uh it's too stressful it, man it's a part of me you know it'll always yeah. be a part of me and I love hearing about it and and you know if somebody like maybe jump the Trump Tower or something and you know, stuff like that, like the it ends up being like super low profile. It's yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. Like when, but at the same time, you're like, ugh. If you did get caught, mm. yeah, yeah. But 
It's all part of the game now. Right. It's like I, I was in Chicago a few months ago, uh, and I, I got to go to the top of the um, uh, they call it the Willis Tower now, but it was the uh, what was the original name of that tower? Willis. I have no idea. It's the it, the Sears Tower. Oh, okay. So being on top of that, dude, like, so so I was way less physically fit than I am now, like with my ankle. Like I mean, I was barely walking. I could barely do like Did you have a two boot miles. Still? No, no, no. I had the boot off, but like I just don't have any endurance or range yeah. of motion. And but but going up to the top of uh, Sears Tower, like I haven't geeked out like that in a long time. Like no parachutes, no intention to jump, but get me on top of a, a tall building like that and like seeing the surrounding area, like yeah. it, it brought it. It was bringing that out of me. It's yeah, pretty nice. pretty rad. Like if you haven't been to Chicago, I strongly yeah. Uh, I mean, I've never been to the East Coast before, except like going yeah. in and out of airports. But Chicago's really like count. right in the middle of America. It's like the true heart of the Midwest, but like it has all those East Coast feels. But like it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like there's a lake right there, one of the one of the Great Lakes. But yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah, you got to go there. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, my perception of Chicago is like, yeah, it's like probably in New York. But, like, if you say Illinois, I'm like, right. fuck no, it's not on well, the East Coast. Uh, Chicago to New York by plane is, is like, probably like 45 minutes or something. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a quick ding, ding. But, like, driving it, I I, uh, I don't know. I've never tried it. But I, I can't be that far. I mean, you just have to go around the lake and then up. But, the yeah, the whole East Coast is a little bit weird. But, but that's why, like... When you're talking about California, I'm like, where? I don't know. What's that close <laughs> to? Because, like, I know San Francisco's NorCal, like, San Diego's SoCal, and then, like, L.A.'s got a couple of drop zones and around. And there's stuff in between. Uh, yeah, but, like, yeah. yeah, even though I would still consider L.A. kind of southish if you wanted to measure the entire. Oh, yeah, like, I mean, I pretty much consider anything above, like, L.A. grapevine area to be Northern California. Gotcha. But, like. It's still south if you look at a map. Like right. Even where I live is like central California. It's yeah. like not even close to being north. Yeah. But it's definitely the NorCal vibe. Right. But so so being an East Coast guy, like I don't you know don't feel bad. I don't I don't know California or West Coast geography that well. I mean like, I don't know American geography or any geography for right. that. <laughs> right. Typical like, American. In my brain, like Twin Falls and Salt Lake. Close. I, I've done that drive, but like Twin Falls, Denver. I'm like, oh, that's, that can't be that far. No, it's it's probably like eight or ten hours. So like, oh, yeah, maybe well, more. Like what four? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. America's big, and you yeah. forget those things, um, especially like when you start living in Europe. And like from from Stuttgart, drive two hours in east, west, or south, and you can be in a different country. That's so you know? crazy, man. Like you could barely get out of California. Yeah, two hours. No, you can't actually. From where I live. <laughs> Two hours, uh, maybe if you drive straight east. Yeah. yeah, you drive east, you're speaking French. You drive south, you're speaking German. You you drive uh, east, excuse me, east, west, west, French, east, German, south, kind of German, but not really. Yeah. Don't, don't tell them that, though. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but in California, yeah, you're still speaking English. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're still in California. So, yeah, it's crazy. You might you might hear some Spanish bits, but mostly English. Un poquito. <laughs> yeah. Keep practicing for when I move home. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's that's one of the funny things. Like like America's 
like we take for granted just how big it is sometimes. Yeah, like it's it's so big. Like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure America is the size of the distance between like New York and Spain, I think. All right. Because I think it's from from SFO to JFK is like seven seven hours or something. Yeah. And then from like JFK to Switzerland is like another seven. Yeah. So like if you just talk in Spain, that's like take five off that or something or two yeah. off. Yeah. I usually do Stuttgart to Atlanta if I'm going East Coast, or I'll go um, Stuttgart to Amsterdam, and then Amsterdam to the West Coast. Yeah. Um, which is whew, that's a long flight. But I do not recommend doing that sober. But, yeah, um, I got lucky this year with flights and Xanax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I got a direct flight from SFO to Zurich, um, but then, like, I had to fly to Milan because the ticket was cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, it was, like, the first time I had taken Xanax on an airplane. Holy shit, never flying without it again. Without? Without. Okay, like, I've, I've never tried it. Oh, dude, Xanax and, like... One drink, I was asleep for, like, nine and a half hours of the ten and a half hour yeah. flight. Like, I was awake for takeoff, and then they woke me up for landing. Nice. While we're on that topic, uh, <laughs> when when I broke my leg the first time, which is a funny thing I, with uh, Mark when we, we were talking earlier, because uh, it was in Twin, uh, going home, going back to Hawaii, like, it was only, like, 50 bucks or something to upgrade yeah. to, like, business class. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to upgrade for that flight because, like, I, I had a broken leg and yeah. needed some comfort, you know. And I, I had, like, the, the bottle of hydrocodone. And uh, I had some giant auntie, you know, like, you know, the Hawaiian lady, like, yeah. big, like, sitting next to me, like, wanting to, like, make conversation. And I'm like, oh, I travel a lot for work. I don't like <laughs> talking to people that I'm next to. I just, like, just, let's be quiet. Let's go go on with our lives and but we're up front right and so like they're they're passing out like the uh uh like the champagne and orange juice yeah what, what, what's the 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 drink in hawaii like the uh uh pog juice uh it's got pog in it but what do they call it it's the not the it's like in hawaii or in bahamas they call it the bahama mama in hawaii they have a uh uh such a hawaii drink um Anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, the, they were handing those like out. Mai, mai Tai? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. There was the Mai Tais. So, so she had like the tray of Mai Tais, and I grabbed two of them, and I put them in, in between me and her, and, and she's like, oh, no, it's okay. I don't drink. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, these are not for you. And I pull out my bottle of like hydrocodone, like take the prescribed amount, both, and then I take both glasses <laughs> with the straws at the same time. Yes. And just like suck them both to the bone, like till they're done, put them back on the tray, and then just go to my dark happy spot for like whatever seven hours or however long the flight was, and just like wake up in Hawaii and you know with the alohas and the mahalos, yeah. and just like oh oh I just time traveled. Dude, I was just gonna <laughs> say that I've like never been like closer to time travel. Right, in my life. like I got into Switzerland and was stayed at Yashi's house, and then I was like I don't feel like I should be here. I did not travel for long enough, or mm-hmm. I didn't perceive that I traveled for long enough. It felt like I was traveling for, like, six hours. Right. And I'm not condoning mixing alcohol and prescription Neither drugs. Neither am I. However. It works very well. <laughs> <laughs> if do it, you're an adult, do what you want, if you're listening to this. But <laughs> whatevs. I'm just describing my personal experience. I'm not telling you to do it, too. Right. <laughs> just, just sharing stories here. Yeah. 
But uh, I was lucky to wake up from that dark, warm place. You know, it was like, oh, I just went to my dark, happy place. I didn't talk to the auntie the yeah. entire time. It was so, it was perfect. Because, like, like, when you live in Hawaii and you, so you travel to go to other things, right? But Hawaii's home. And most people on that plane are tourists, right? Yeah. So you traveled, you went somewhere, you went, did some jumping, did some work, whatever, you left the island, right? And so you're tired at the end of that trip, yeah. and all you want to do is just chill. But everybody that's on their way out is amped. They are full of fucking alohas and mahalos and da 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 and like ah oh, they're like lays you know all yeah. the all the because they're amped to go fucking on vacation. Tommy Bahama Hawaiian shirts, dude. Yeah, and and they're like the the funny hat, you know, like um, the uh, what's a Panama Joe hat. Oh, the, yeah. But uh, yeah, so you. But leaving Hawaii is is actually kind of relaxing because all those people are burnt out, they're sunburned, hungover. They're, yeah, they're hungover, they're tired, and, and like, you're the one who's amped. You're like, yes. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm about to go do something. I'm about to go on a base trip. I'm about to go on a work trip. Whatever. Like I'm leaving Just the island. Off the island. If you refresh. Yeah. And, and so you're like juice and everybody is like super quiet on your way out. But on your way back, when you're just like ragged out, they're all like. You know, ready to fucking you yeah. Know, is this do your it. first time? Mm-hmm. It's fucking yeah. It's like yeah, but that's that's part of the part of the price you pay when you live in Aloha Land, I guess. Yeah. Right? But I'd have to agree. It's fun to talk about that. I don't I don't get many get many people that have like that, you know, North Shore Hawaii experience. You yeah. know, um, and that's that's part of my story. You know, it's like something I I miss it. It's like if I could have the Alps right next to the Pacific Ocean somehow. Yeah, like, that was that was my biggest thing. Like, uh, Slider Down stuff's cool, but like, I need to go be in free fall. Right. Yeah, like, I, and I, I struggle. Like, I go back and forth. Like, cause I, I even when I was jumping regularly, like I, I, I tried to do at least one or two slider down jumps every month or two, yeah. just to like kind of stay current, cause it's important to do. Yeah, for sure. But. I mean, we're mountain skydivers over here. Like we have mad altitude, yeah. and it's like I can I can go do slider off stuff whenever I move back to America. But yeah, like slider off is everywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, everywhere to us, you yeah. know. But if you most Europeans like they're they think the Americans are and the Australians and the Brits largely are crazy because we do so much slider down, yeah. you know. But all uh, we have, man. Yeah, do well, what, you jump what you got, yeah. you know. That's, and that's how I that's how I progress. Like I just learned how to jump objects until I had enough objects under my belt to where I could sort of apply those principles to other stuff. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Same here. But yeah, but I definitely didn't have an, uh, a Johnny Flores. Yeah, man. Look, looking it's, over my shoulder, it's shoulder. Practically cheating. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a special time. Like there, you know, and like uh, Polly is another one that. Uh, Alex Poli, like seeing him around, like and like he was another bright shining star that I think just uh, yeah, I was really lucky to meet him yeah. before he went in. It was cool to hang out with him and finally it wasn't supposed to be here forever, you know. Yeah, I'm just none of none of us are, but yeah. Some just uh, get less lucky, I guess. Depends on how you look at it. Uh, you know. We're all on a path, you know, and like your path brought you to Johnny, you know, and 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 you had a great relationship, and I, I think that's 
that's awesome, you know, but you're still on your path and yeah. you're going to meet other people and, and other things and you're going to influence people. Yeah, I'm really like know? kind of at the point where I like want to take someone and like kind of show them some shit, but yeah. I also don't feel that I have like the experience yet. Oh. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure they'd be fine and I'd be fine. But it might just be right? actually the responsibility. Yeah, I, I'm over here like because I'm like, well, uh, you have way more experience than me when I started introducing people, and I don't like I'm much. You go through that dangerous phase where yeah, you don't know you don't sure. know, right? Yeah, and so it is what it is. But like I, I'd say, like you're much more prepared to yeah. show some people some stuff than I was when I was doing it. But yeah, most of those people are still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just really had it drilled into me early on that, like, what we do is fucking dangerous. Yeah, inherently. Yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. if I didn't have, like, a mentor like this, I don't know where I'd be. I might have fucking smashed myself already. Right. When I look at I I really like base jumping because it's, like, uh, high-stakes problem-solving, you yeah. know, with dire consequences. Which I'm stealing that from some jujitsu nerds that talk about MMA as like heart, but it's like yeah, but you guys are just gonna get punched in the face or maybe like choked out. You might get your elbow broken. Yeah, we can do that in base easy. Like yeah. all, you know, get an elbow broken, yeah. a leg, you know, like all those things. Yeah, so it's so it truly like you know I'm not belittling jujitsu. I'm just saying yeah. like base truly is high stakes. High, yeah, high stakes game. You know, problem solving and every jump is its own puzzle yeah. and you have to figure out the puzzle otherwise you you're going in. Yeah, some jumps are a 10 piece puzzle, some mm-hmm. are a thousand, so. Yeah. And if you if you build up to that, you know, like if you start with doing a lot of 10 pieces and yeah. then that 100 piece, you know, like by the time you get to that 1000 piece, like, like you oh, you have no a problem. method and you have a process and you do the things, yeah. you know? Yeah. But but if you skip some steps, you know, like yeah. uh, you could have a bad day. And that's how I felt with my progression too. Even if you don't skip steps, yeah. you can still have a bad day, yeah, right? For sure. But sorry, you were saying about your progression. I uh, just like I feel. I mean, I took it pretty. I mean, not necessarily in the beginning. I kind of went to wingsuiting a bit fast, but from like flying wingsuits and just going on, like did my first whole season of like wingsuit base. Like didn't do any terrain flying. Even second season, barely touched it. And then last year, really got into it and. It really kind of, I feel like it showed yeah. in, like, just, like, the the flights that I was doing. People but like, dude, that's so gnarly. Like, how are you getting in there? I'm like, it's just, like, another, it's just the next step, man. Yeah. So you still still flying close shit? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't, you know, everybody's on their own path. I'm, I'm not one to say, you know, what's right and what's wrong. Like, I, I know in, in my heart, like, I'm like, mm, like, proxies killed a lot of my friends. So, like, ah. But... At the same time, like I'm not, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's your path yeah. and, and I'm going to watch, you know, and we're going to stay in touch and, and I, and I hope it works out cause it does for a lot of people, but it does, doesn't for yeah. a lot of others, you know, so it's just a matter of, you know, just, you know, staying ahead, measured, staying smart, yeah, staying measured, doing your thing, you know, um, you know, it's, it's not a, not a bad thing. I'm not judging. Oh yeah. None, you know, none taken. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it's your journey, um, bro. Right, right. And but I look at like uh, I feel like the sky sports are moving into that, ath- like the world of athleticism. Like where if you look at where skiing was a hundred years ago, like it was totally crazy and yeah. wild, and like the equipment was shit. And where skiing is now, like anybody can do it. You yeah. can go rent skis and go bomb down some hills and. 
you'll probably be fine. Take a lesson or don't, you know, whatever. Um, but base is and sky sky sports are are a little bit behind i think skydiving is certainly more progressed yeah i've definitely taught people to skydive foo i'm like "Mm, you probably shouldn't be doing it but you'll you'll survive you'll be okay right and so base is like a hundred years behind you know maybe more you know we're in that infancy stage where it's still still wild still crazy yeah we haven't figured out all the equipment you know like it's still an evolving sport you know so like it's it's kind of an interesting time. I mean, I'm not saying we're pioneers. There are pioneers within the sport. I'm not saying I'm a pi- I'm a pioneer, but like like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like shit's still developing. We're like, still figuring stuff out. Anyone who uses the equipment and is giving feedback, like technically, they can all be considered pioneers. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're all test. We're all test pilots. Yeah. I mean, to some degree or not or another, but yeah, it's uh. It's fun, but I look forward. I hope I see a day where where the sky sports are accepted as like normal professions or like something yeah, man. you can do. You know, like especially like getting into the states kind of thing. Like, yeah. it'd be nice to be able to go fly and not worry about. Dude, I my fingers crossed for the guys working on like getting like the the national parks back yeah. like opened up. Like, that's. Yeah, I mean, because those could be our Dolomites, yeah. our Alps, like, and they're they're so good. But yeah. but know. I mean, it's like kind of a double-edged sword, man. Like, yeah. once you open the parks, like you open it to everybody, and not everybody should be jumping there. So I think there's a way to regulate it. I I think you could give do passes just like they do the uh, landing card here. Yeah. I think there's a way to regulate it. I don't know what right looks like. I don't think anybody does, you yeah, know, because everyone that's had a mentor says one thing's one way or one thing's another, done an FJC, and, and a lot of those opinions differ, so it's like a, I don't know, you know, but I think there there is a way to, you know, even just getting it back online yeah, and then maybe refining it. Who knows? Like, who knows? And it's but, like also the culture of America, man. Everyone's super, super happy. Like, mm-hmm. You hear someone smash it in Europe, and like no one is like trying to get money out of it. It's like yeah, yeah. fucked up. Like, but if in America it's like if there's no sign that says I can't do it, then I must be allowed to do it. And then if I get hurt, I can sue you. It's like what? You need a sign to tell you not to be an idiot? Yeah. Why like, should you get paid for your own dumbass? Yeah, yeah. But but I don't know. There, there there are a lot of hurdles to overcome there. Yeah. Who knows? Hey, what do you say we take a piss break real quick? I was, yeah, and then we'll yeah. hit the we'll, we'll hit the the final four, Sick. like the questions. Yeah, buddy. And uh, bada bing, bada boom, boom. Because so after that little break, we had a nice little shot of uh, vodka with uh, Simona. Simona from Ramon, uh, Romania, Slovakia, Slovakia. One of those yeah, one of the East blocks. But a uh, nice little shot of vodka. Vodka. And now we're going to finish the, uh, wrap it up, put a little bow on it with the, the final four. So uh, let's just hit the podcast thing, man. What are you listening to? Um, first and foremost, my favorite podcast is Kill Tony. No, really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I saw like their Kill Tony mania last year. I'm going again this year. Nice. In October. Um, second, your mom's house podcast with, uh, Tom Segura, Tom's, Todd and Christine, <laughs> Tom Segura and, uh, Christina Pajitsky. Um, and then after that, probably, let's see. 
Oh, have you heard of Cumtown? No. Cumtown's really good. It's fucking funny. Mm. It's like these New York comics. Um, we will add a link to that yeah. in the show notes. Cumtown, along with the others, fucking hilarious. It's a bit. Um, is it a comedy podcast or what do yeah, they do? Yeah. It's okay. Just, they just fucking riff and talk shit. They're very over the top and like, um, it's a bit inappropriate, but you know, it's called Come Town. It's all real. I mean, <laughs> it's in the name, right? <laughs> like, if you don't like, I, I feel like they're gonna deter enough people that like, if you're actually listening to that, or like, if you're like, all right, let's give it a shot, you're probably. In their ballpark, anyways. yeah. And like the I'm logo, guessing, I don't the know. The logo for the the podcast is like it's come town written and come like <laughs> a computer rendition. That's funny. So do you listen to mostly like comedy stuff? Pretty you, pretty much, yeah. Specifically comedy, um, right? It's like I'm just down for a, a silly goose time, right? So I think you know, and I used when I was younger, and like when you know there was that time in America where it was like you, everyone had a, like a an American flag on their car, super yeah. patriotic. Da, 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 like, and I thought like that was the best thing you could do was like be a serviceman, right? Like, yeah. like do your thing now and nothing, not to take away from anyone in, in the service, but like, I think if you're someone that can make someone laugh and like take away from like whatever bullshit they're dealing with at that time, yeah. like that is like the most noble art form. Yeah, I mean, you if know? you're laughing, you're purely in the moment. Yeah, and nobody's killing anybody when they're laughing, yeah. right? You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, actually, I know some dark motherfuckers. <laughs> that, <laughs> outside, never mind. Uh, but yeah, uh, pause. <laughs> but. uh yeah, like, I, I think if you can make someone laugh and take them away from, like, whatever the bullshit they're dealing with, like, that is such a noble thing to do. So, I, I like, I really respect the art form of yeah. comedy and people that try and, like, uh, make other people laugh. Because a lot of those people are, like, they ha they're dealing with some dark shit. Yeah, man, like, I see a lot know? of crossover between the comedic community and, like, the base human community. Yeah. Like... Usually, if you base jump or just skydive, like you've kind of have some trauma, and and you also accept, you know, like and people that can't accept that you might die, yeah. Like if you can't accept that, this is absolutely not the sport for you, yeah. And, and so it's, um, yeah, I think there are a lot of similarities, even though like you don't necessarily die from comedy. I mean, like you, like they just you die some laughing. tortured souls, yeah. you know, tort like. Uh, yeah, and, and I see that with like um, some of the, and I'm not going to name names, but some of the people that I've come across in base that are just, it almost seems like they're light years beyond the rest of us sometimes. Like the way they fly, the way they like uh, see life, the way they treat like the moment. Yeah. Like they, uh, they they're they're on a different level, but there there there's some torture in the in the, the the magic that is the yeah. way they fly cuz like when when you fly with a really talented person and you see that like the way they move it's like almost like swimming in water you know like, yeah, very like fluid. That, that control yeah and it's like you're just like they are we are not on the same plane yeah. like we're on the same level right now but like uh they're they're somewhere light years beyond us yeah for sure and and a lot and but but that doesn't come without like the dark side, you know, and just like base, like like we have this amazing life where we go to all these awesome places and jump off shit, but our friends also die. Yeah, and that's that's 
a it's huge fucked. bomber, you yeah. know. So it's like, yeah, it's like you can't have the good without the bad, exactly. you know. And you have those these, those super talented flyers that you're just like, Oof. like, and sometimes you can see it, you know, and sometimes you can't. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Sorry for that tangent. Yeah, no worries, man. It's <laughs> just a part of the game. Right. So that was the podcast question. Um, so you got a favorite book? What, what do you? Re- what's uh, your favorite book? Why? Fuck, man, I haven't read in a long time. I'm ashamed to say it, but um, I used to read a lot as a kid, um, and like when I got a cell phone, it was like, fuck reading, man. Reading used to be like my my number one form of entertainment, and I got a cell phone, and it was like out the window. But I really like the Harry Potter series. It's fucking amazing. Right. I've read it like three times. Um, it's just like a fun, fantastical world, and like the underdog wins. So not always, but in the end, comes out on top. All right. It's, it's a nice, it's a fun story, man. Like, all ages, I read it in, like, fourth, fifth grade and would read it again to this day. Like, it's an amazing, amazing series. Brad, yeah. Yeah, I um, I, I haven't read the series. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. I mean, appreciate that. Yeah, man. I, I'm kind of like, how do I say, how do I relate to that? <laughs> I've been to the Harry Potter land at, in Orlando. Right. I almost bought a bullshit stick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A fucking like a wand, right. or a, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's rad. Like, it, and and I think like having an open imagination is is super important to uh, staying young, you yeah, know, at sure. heart. And and so, and if you find something like that in in Harry Potter, then yeah, go for it. Like maybe I'll maybe I'll pick it up. Yeah, you should, man. You know? If you're like into fucking like a little bit of fantasy, and it's like a cool mm-hmm. mix between real life. Well, not necessarily real life, but, like, part of the story is, like, so Harry's parents both died in, like, the fucking... Just like Batman. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, like, the most evil sorcerer or whatever killed Harry's parents, yeah, and, like, they tried to kill him. Put a he, lightning on... So, yeah, yeah he was the only yeah. one to survive, like, the uh, like the death spell, pretty much. Um, And then, yeah, it's just kind of, like, him battling, like, living with his kind of, like, adopted family, which is, like, his aunt and uncle... And they're like crazy, like not necessarily straight edge, but they call them muggles, like non non magicians, mm-hmm. and like like they would try to make him like not go to like magic school and like just a bunch of shit. And he's like battling between these two worlds, and it's just kind of a fun. It's a fun story. Yeah, rad. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. So, history of injury. You break yourself? I've only like fractured my wrist swooping. Yeah. Yep. That's it. So what what was it on the swoop that that got you? Um, so it was a downwinder. Um, I overshot like the short grass, and like I was landing in like these really tall weeds. They were probably like three feet tall. Okay. And then I was like, I can probably like slide this like on my feet a little bit, and like I didn't commit to just like sliding on my ass. So I put my feet kind of under my ass, and then like the weeds just grabbed them, and I went mm. over like head over, put my my hand out, planted it, and it was just like. Dude, putting the hand out is just like asking to get snapped, you know? Yeah, like, like never again will I do that. Yeah, and when I when I broke my left arm the first time, doesn't matter really, right? Uh, skateboarding also came up with Marco. Um, yeah, I put my left arm out like to catch myself when I was falling off a skateboard. And it's like, yep, snap. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's counterintuitive, right? To to try and like yeah, keep like, everything in. Yeah. But if you think about that, like 
keep your hands and arms inside the windows at all yeah. times? I mean, like, I, mean I probably would the same thing when I you're going fast yeah. across the ground. Like, I probably would have smashed my face if I didn't put my hand out. So there you go. Like, good enough for me. Protect the money, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, that's it, man. Like, I mean, I get sore from doing tandems and stuff like that, but no, no, like outstanding injuries. Right. Uh, yeah, like it's so like doing tandems at twenty, like at twenty two, like I, oh, I got my tandem rating when I was eighteen. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so much more. Like with that, I want to like peel the layers back. Um, Let's get into it, man. Yeah, yeah, like, I, so, man, because it's like when when you talk about like maturity of like a human being. And making sound decisions, I feel like the sky sports and like the military are very similar. Like, because uh, you have like high stress situations yeah. with uh, very little time to make the decision. And like, uh, like when I when I talk to you as a jumper, I'm like, God damn! Like, like you have like this maturity that I don't see from people that are 22 years yeah. old. I don't see that in the military at 22 years old, you know? So it's like, uh, yeah. Like how do you, how do you get to that? You know, like, I mean, honestly, I've always been a little bit older in the head than most people my age. Um, and then I've pretty much grew up doing action sports. Like as soon as I was able to ride a bicycle, I was on a bicycle, skateboarding, scooters, whatever. And then like, I was probably like four and a half, got a dirt bike on Christmas Four and a half had a motored vehicle. Yeah. Like, okay. So my wow. dad got my brother and I, like, a dirt bike to share. <laughs> and then, like, dude, I was fucking terrified of it. I hated it for, like, three years. Like, they would be like, we're going dirt biking. Like, damn it. I don't want to go. I hate this. It's so scary. And then, like, one day the switch just flipped. I was like, this is fucking amazing. I love this. And then from, like, probably, like, seven to until I started skydiving, really. I was just dirt biking all the time. So I think that's a lot of where my decision-making skills and just kind of, like, mental maturity comes from. Um, yeah. Just, like, putting yourself into high-risk situations um, at a young age, and it really teaches you how to deal with shit. And yeah. Yeah, and so so you had, like, like dirt bikes and other things, like, growing up. like um, But as far as, like, the like sports are concerned, did you play sports in high school? Or? Uh, I mean, like... In grade school, I played football. Um, I never really had any playing time. Mm-hmm. I was kind of just the fucking really small kid. And, like, maybe I'd get a few plays. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so you're coming into the Sky Sports, like, pretty pure as far as, like, uh, like you, you didn't cross over from, you know, another, like, sport you'd been doing for forever i mean because no, I, mean, I mean you came into it so young yeah. i mean it's like it's i mean like, if anything such a like purist, motor, you know? motocross or riding yeah. motorcycles was the crossover yeah well and that's that's a great way to learn how to like fall D- yeah you know like fall like land and well i guess not if i broke my wrist skydiving <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah I've, I've definitely hurt myself way more riding dirt bikes than yeah i've gotten a few concussions like broke my ribs broke like, like separated my shoulder no, collarbone no, that luckily. seems like a common one. Like yeah. they go over the over the front. Yeah, that's fucking rad. Like that that whole, it's like you had like a decade head start. You know, it's like ah, yeah, yeah, man. I'm super 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 lucky. Like, yeah, 
Hang on to it. I I hope you don't get bored with it because I I was like, man, by the time he's my age, he's going to have seen – I mean, you've already seen it. You've seen it. You've done it. It's like, god damn. Like, what's he going to do? Yeah, I've thought about that as well. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll take the next year off base jumping and just – or at least come into Europe anyways and just smash out skydives. I really want to get better at free flying. It's Because, like, I'm kind of plateaued wingsuiting, and I feel like the more – better i get it free flying the more better my wing seating will be will get yeah so. sometimes the the path isn't direct you know you have to like take a side step and work on something else for a minute and it's also really fun to feel kind of like a student again yeah like learning for me is the most fun thing ever like if i go on a skydive like that i'm supposed to be learning on and i fuck it up i get so down with my not like down with myself but i get frustrated and like but when you do learn something and it like clicks like i I'm on top of the world. Like yeah. it's, it's so fun. And just progressing and learning is just really what gets my rocks off. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm doing the same thing next season. Like, I, I've already mapped out, like, what my progression back into the Sky Sports is going to be. Like, just because, like, I, I have the time to think about it. Yeah. And I also have the resources and the people to, like, make it work, you know? So it's like, like, with skydiving, yeah, like, I'll, I'll go back straight back to like wingsuiting yeah like, that'll be fine but like with bass like I, i'm gonna you know tag along on on one of like Dukes' courses with uh learn to bass jump yeah man that'd be and, fucking perfect you know just fill in the gaps because i never did an fjc yeah. so i know there's holes in my game i just don't know where they are so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna like start from scratch you know uh go on the course put on my old like phoenix fly like one piece or yeah. excuse me two piece like uh the original you know track nice. suit uh, version two. You're not gonna go smoke pants first jump. Oh, <laughs> I wish. No, if uh, if I but if I did get a hold of uh, one of Rami's Ravens, I'd probably wear that. Yeah. Even though I know they want everyone to wear like the like the old school tracksuit, so they're all teaching on the same level. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like if everybody's wearing the same suit, you don't have to like uh, tweak because a lot each suit has its own. It has characteristics, its own right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I totally get it that like that school asks you to wear a specific suit like yeah. when they're going through so it's it's one less variable that they like have the same to as teach teaching to. aff man where yeah. i teach aff everyone has the same jumpsuit yep. same rig same canopy yeah so the variable is the student yeah and then you just tweak them exactly not, not the all the other shit but um yeah um so that's my plan go back to you know start just square one you know no ego just just go for it just yeah man you know um yeah. You've on the tunnel much? Yeah, so I've got about 15, 18 hours of tunnel. Nice, I mean, man. I know it's not that much, but like it's I, I did a camp have. with uh, um, Alex uh, Amard, who's he's he's also been on the show. Nice. Uh, and God, fly with that dude. Like all like he's a base jumper, wingsuiter. Like he, well, he's just a man of the sky. Yeah. Like, and just the most gentle, humble, like friendly person you'll ever meet. Uh, but. Like the way he he tailored our our tunnel time to wing suiting. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, and just like flying yourself like a wing and and like uh, a lot of a lot of like uh, head down out facing and yeah like uh, yeah a little bit of tunnel. I mean, but it's really not that much. Like uh, I mean, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, there's other people who have like more experience than you. Days, so. years of it. Yeah, but yeah, but. But yeah, yeah, fan of it yourself. Yeah, I've been doing quite a bit more tunnel, um, especially kind of since I've like really been pushing to get 
Um, they're free flying down. I've probably done like five, six hours this year. Very nice. Very Mostly nice. like head up stuff. Like my fucking head up has like gotten so good. Not I mean not to like fucking blow my own horn or anything, but eh. like dude, it's working like, on something. Yeah, man, it is fun. It's it's really refreshing to just like yeah. go and like learn again. Yeah, I appreciate that. And th- and that's the thing, like like if you get bored skydiving, like you're not looking because there's so many sub disciplines yeah, and sure. things you can work on. But uh yeah, so what else we got on this uh list of questions here? Um so we hit your history injury, the podcast, your favorite book. All right, so uh, I wanna do a new section called Brenda's Beaver. <laughs> And it's a book. Sorry, I'm going to have to Google it real quick. Um, and you have to try and read uh, some of this this book without laughing too hard. All right. I'm trying, so, but i got to pull it up. So, so this is about a woman's vagina. Okay. But it's a kid's story. And there's an actual physical beaver. And... So if you touch this side of the screen, it'll go to the next okay. one. Let's see if you can read a few pages of Brenda's Beaver into the mic. <laughs> we we might get rid of this. I don't know. Or, or I'll get better at it. All right. Brenda's Beaver. Brenda has a beaver, and she's ready to confess. As soft and sweet as it may be, her beaver is a mess. Oh, that, that's toward the beginning. Okay, keep going. Just read the same ones again, maybe, and see if you can do it better than Mark. <laughs> okay, so we got the first page. Brenda's beaver's big. Brenda's beaver's hairy. Every guy who's seen it says that Brenda's beaver's scary. Ooh. Ooh. Brenda took her beaver for a swim down at the lake, but by the looks that she received, she figured that it was a mistake. She stuffed that furry mound into a swimming... I, I can't see that part. Uh, she stuffed that furry mound into a swimming suit. It stuck out all around and anything but cute. <laughs> And that's the last of our. Yeah, that's what that's where Marco got. So I'm probably gonna have to buy the book online so we can continue this, or or I'll discontinue it. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. The the question phase thing is uh, a constantly evolving uh, process, but part of that process, which is a courtesy of Julian Depleage, um, he came with the idea of asking a question and then like. You having a question for the next guest. Yeah, okay. So Marco was here previously, Mark Lambert, and he wants to know if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? A peregrine falcon. It's the fastest bird on the planet. All right. So how fast can it go? Tell, tell, give me a little uh, more about this falcon. Sell me on this thing. I don't know specifics, <laughs> but, like, they fly faster than wingsuits. Okay. Like, I think I'd get up to, like, here, let's look it up. I don't want to sound like a fucking idiot. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if we were, like, Joe Rogan be like, look that shit up, yeah, Jamie? come on, Jamie. Yeah, look that up. <laughs> like, he's already, like, peregrine yeah. falcon, like, 200 kilometers an hour. Like, some bullshit. Holy fuck. Okay. So, the peregrine falcon, also known as the peregrine, and historically the duck hawk in North America, blah, blah, blah. Is this Wikipedia? Is this yeah. a, okay. <laughs> um, max speed is 390K. Jesus, what is that in miles per hour? Um, Let's Google that it's shit. It's probably like 240. 
Yeah, because well, one sixty, one sixty is a hundred miles an hour. So, yeah. so two hundred is about one twenty. All right. So almost four hundred k should probably be about two forty. That's fucking fast. It's nutty, dude. Well, well chosen. So when we were joking about this, we were like, "Yeah, most base jumpers are going to pick a bird." Like, so well, now, now that's going to be like a, like, do they pick a bird? Like, uh, we can we can have little side bets. It's you like, know, do like, you do you pick like a, a glidey bird or do you pick a speed bird? I'm more like a penguin. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, just just <laughs> belly slide, right? <laughs> nice and smooth, but now you can't be a flightless bird, man. You got to get off the ground a little bit, right? Yeah, no, no, I'm just making fun of myself because I'm not that talented. <laughs> but uh, so we 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 already hit the one more jump, did we? No, no, I mean, did we, 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 we kind of touched on it in the beginning. Okay, um, yeah, sorry, I wasn't sure if that was something we talked about outside or or inside. It was it was probably both. Right. But uh, I mean, Johnny Flores for sure, man. Like, yeah. never did a base jump with him. Like, he was the man in my life. Sounds kind of weird, but right. he was the man to me for a long time, and I never got to really reach the full fulfillment of my goals with him. Right. And, like, mm. he's just so fucking cool and fun that, like, I know that it would be the the funnest times I've ever had. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, when, when I grew up, like, I was a baseball fanatic. And, like, if I had just, like, grown up, you know, if I met King Griffey Jr. when I was, like, 13 years yeah. old, like, It's like, yeah, you want to be you on You kind of did team. that, you yeah. know, like, you did within the Sky Sports. So it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, it's a bummer you didn't get to do a jump with him. But, like, at the same time, like, you got, like, I got a lot. Yeah, like, I got a lot so of much time. experience and value yeah. and just personal skill, Just everything, man. Yeah. Like, he definitely molded me into the person I am today. Yeah, and you're going to grow from that, you know? And, like, I, I read a quote that said something to the effect of the best way you can honor the dead is by treating the living well, Yeah. you know? So it's, like, that that's something I'm I'm constantly thinking about is, like, what will my friends do, like, you know, the ones that can't be here? Yeah. Like, I kind of want to, like, make them proud. Yeah, know? and, dude, it's, like, I, do, I totally, like, try to follow Johnny. Like, I love fucking with people. Mm-hmm. I love just, like, laughing and having a good time and just being a fucking kid again, man. Mm-hmm. And he could incite some awkward moments. Like, like he could he could make, like, he had a way of orchestrating, like, uh, moments that were so much fun. But then he would be like, oh, I think, like, like stoke the fire, yeah. too, you know? Like, he had, he had that little devil on his shoulder, you know, like, uh... Yeah, I, but I, who am I kidding? I barely knew him, but like it's uh, yeah, that's rad. Um, thank you for being on this thing. No man. problem, man. Like, Thanks uh, for inviting me. It was fucking great to talk to you. Yeah, like, well, and you're one of the guys that I've known over the years that I'm like, oh, you have awesome stories, and like I feel like you know the base jump community and people interested in the sky sports need to hear. Yeah, you know because not everything is fucking proximity flying or like the you know next like whatever the next best thing is yeah. with gravity sports you know like we think about a lot of other stuff you know and it's it's good to like kind of share that yeah for sure. and sort of like keep our friends alive you know like with with those questions and talking about the ones that aren't here anymore yeah, man. like i would give anything to hear a podcast with johnny right? oh like, jesus i don't think i could hang i don't think i rate you know <laughs> like he's just such a, a a charismatic dude like he would just i just like move the microphone away and be like go for it johnny <laughs> just go for it just talk like 
like yeah because he he totally could you know but uh yeah and and part of this for me is uh like it's a documentation of conversations with my friends yeah you know so like i hope that the sky community gets something out of this and i hope non-jumpers understand us a little better yeah but like it's also just a chance for me to be like yo this is my boy this is my friend like and we had a great time talking about these things and i'll always have that to look back on and if i go in then like then you have something to yeah. like this was our moment you know one yeah, of one like, of many i hope yeah, yeah, you know sure, but man. yeah and so and if you go in it's like yo this was me and me and tristan yeah. like this was our moment we one, made one of many history man we and we've had a lot more off air <laughs> to be fair but this is just the one we chose to yeah, you know to fucking, share yeah record so so thank you for that. Fuck yeah, so, man. Cheers. All right. Well, this has been a Base Life podcast. Cheers. Over and out. Yeah. Whoa, don't go anywhere yet just yet. We forgot about the question uh, to the next guest. And being the good podcaster that I am, I just whipped out my phone while we were having drinks after the recording and recorded Tristan's question. So here we go. Are you doing audio? What, what would your question be? Do your parents know you base jump? Base and if so... What do they think about it? All right. There we go. All right. If you want to know more about our guests, just check out the show notes. And if you want to give us some feedback or reach out to us, you can hit us at baselife2014 at gmail.com, facebook.com backslash the baselife, and on Instagram, we're at base.life. All right. Thanks.